Welcome to Break a Wish, the podcast where all your dreams come true, but with terrible, ironic consequences. I'm your host, Maddox Campbell. On each show, we take a magic wish and try to come up with the perfect ironic cost. The idea is that knowing the wish's cost, it'd still be a tough call whether you take that wish or not. Last week we had, you never get itchy again, but you always feel just a little bit damp. We had 71% reject this wish on Twitter and 75% reject it on the Facebook discussion group. I really thought more people would take this one. I guess I get itchy and sweaty, so it's just perfect for me. For this week, we're blurring the line between things and people with a wish submitted by Justin Langford. And that sounds bad, but that's kind of just how this one goes. Justin wished for the ability to grant life to lifeless things. I'm joined by Kaylee Legrand and Carmine Lucarelli to bring this idea to life. All right, we're about to go into a new wish, but first meet who we're talking with. We have Carmine Lucarelli. Hello there. And Kaylee Legrand. Hi. And the wish we're talking about today is I want to be able to give life to non-living things. Uh, I would, let's talk about that a little bit, just because that's kind of a weird wish. Yeah, there's some unpacking. Uh, I want to make sure that it's not confused with, like, necromancy. It's not like bringing dead things back to life. Right. It's, it's like, more of, like, the magic f- fantasia type thing. You grab a broom, and now that broom is alive and is a living thing. Right. I think right. it's pretty straightforward. It's every Disney movie we've ever seen. Okay. In objects being your yeah. friends. Yes. Yes. Like Teapot and the Lion King. I'm sure I'm mixing them up, but I don't really watch Disney movies. There's for sure a Teapot in the Lion King. Great. Yeah. And it's living and it, and it sings a song. I'm going to let that slide. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Okay. Uh, Kaylee seems to have the most experience with living friends that used to be non-living things. So do you have an idea for an ironic cost for this wish? Um, yeah, I really love that setup for uh, now how everybody pictures me. Um, actually, she does look like a princess and, and like two dimensional, like a, like a Disney princess. Stop. That's kind of an insult, but, (laughs) 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 um, I was so fascinated with this idea actually while I was driving in and okay, I read it before I was driving. Um, I wasn't reading on my phone while I was on the road. Okay, good. Um, Cause we were all judging you really harshly. Yeah. Let's just say it popped back into my mind while I was driving. Sure. And I, in that moment, wanted so badly for the cement partition on the highway to become a, an, an animate object and turn into my own road so that it could lift me up above all the other cars so I could get to where I was going faster because it was, it was like sitting on the Don Valley parking lot, only I was on the 400. Um, and now it, see, I'm what I'm envisioning of the thing you just described looks very much like a horror film of like a giant cement arm tentacle going in front of you scooping up your car and you're like that's my friend that I would... is exactly where my mind went yes and you weren't screaming this entire time oh for sure i mean it's okay. scary as hell but go towards your fear okay okay <laughs> is that not everyone's yeah. life motto no. yeah well it should be i don't do it while driving i don't drive <laughs> towards my fears uh, i drive very cautiously me, and defensively yeah no i drive towards 
oh, that road looks big and safe and empty. That's where I'm going to drive. I learned how to drive in Montreal when I lived in Montreal, where you can't turn right on a red, but you can go straight through it. Jean Chrétien was leader at that time. <laughs> yes. So I cannot say it any other way. My mouth moves to that side when I say that. But drivers in Montreal are, I think they all believe they were formerly Mario Andretti in another life. I don't know who that is. A race car driver. Oh, a race car driver. Yeah, Mario Andretti, yeah. Okay. Oh, you knew who that was. I like sports. I'm, I'm, I'm like, right. you, you I'm, hate sports. I understand. I'm just left out of this. Okay. Today, I watched two soccer games and then watched a bit of the US Open golf tournament. So that's where I'm coming from. Okay. Noise. So life lifts objects. Yeah. If those golf balls could <laughs> come to life, man, that would have been a different tournament. Yeah, they would. They could walk out of the sand pits themselves. Do you yeah, they could. Yeah. yeah. Do you think if golf balls were alive that they would want to go into the hole or not? Well, no. They, who wants to get smacked around at least at least a hundred plus times? But if you, if you got into the hole, then you know you'd, at least it would be a, a, a short reprieve from getting hit. A right? short, no, we because... don't live for short reprieves, man. <laughs> like my balls want to be free. They okay. want to be able to. If you're going to give them life, they have to make their own decisions. So they probably all aim for like the water and the sand to try to hide. Well, this is how I think of it. Balls themselves don't want to be in the holes. Right. Balls do always want to be free. Yes. yes. Cool. Great. Okay, actually, what was your cost? Like? We actually, okay, so we actually didn't get your cost. Questions. You just talked about the provision, oh, but what oh, was the okay, actual right, right, cost right. for your wish? Um, so my mind did go into some of, somewhat of a like monster theme once I was on this fictitious road built for me, only me. Um, I realized that once I was on that road, I couldn't decide where it was going to lift itself off to. So I wasn't necessarily going to get to my destination faster. I was just bypassing all of the traffic and it took me where it wanted to go. So that would be the cost is that I still wouldn't have control over where that destination. There's still control you have to give up. So it might take me to the middle of Timbuktu. I think, yeah, animating, giving life to a lifeless thing, it would then have its own, I'm going to use the word soul here, but I don't want to say that souls necessarily exist, but just like its own agency, its own wants and needs and goals mm -hmm. so those wouldn't necessarily match with your own whoa wait so they're just not slaves to our every whim <laughs> i i like didn't, if I I didn't think that was a given life, anyway. i don't want it to not mop i mean you're a pretty convincing guy maybe you could convince the mop to mop okay but okay. here's the thing when you say that a mop is already made to mop you're already dealing with a man-made construct so think of yeah. think of say a stool <laughs> mop is a construct you think yes <laughs> it kind of is yeah Harmine. Everything is a construct. Take a stool, flip it upside down. It's a trash bin. I mean, if it has okay, those spokes so <laughs> on it, then the trash is just going to fall right out. Anyways, wait. Because, like, at that point, I'm not sure how many lifeless things I'd give life. If I knew, you know, you, you say I'll give, say we give that. Okay. It's like, okay, you bring something lifeless to life, it'll do what you expect it to do. And, you know, it gets weekends off. It can go to the Hamptons or whatever the hell a mop would do for vacation. It can do all of that. But it's got a mop. I feel like we're slipping back into the 60s somehow. You can't turn Oh, the 1860s. <laughs> oh, we're, slipping, we're slipping way back. We're slipping way back. There's, there's still, you're not going to be able to. Because it's not, it's not a living thing if it doesn't have its own agency. So you're not bringing something to life. You're just, it would just be telekinesis. If it doesn't actually have its own agency, mm -hmm. then you're not bringing something to life. You're just pushing a thing yeah, around with like, your mind. You don't, but there are living things out there that have agency, but like. My houseplant pretty much houseplants them all of the time. So you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you bring rock to life, I don't want it to not rock. I'd like it to rock the majority of the time. I mean, I my plants it would probably rock it. and your plants roll. Don't plant? They 
they, die they a just lot. Die. <laughs> they just I, die. I, well, that's that's their choice as living things. If they want to go out, please don't say that because I'm, I'm trying real hard to build a relationship with with just even a plant right now. <laughs> All my cacti keep dying. There was Cactuses something in the air exactly. that house. They're supposed to be the ones that never leave you, and all of my cacti just keep dying. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I water okay. them. I don't water them. I replant no, no, them. No, no, I play you, with you, the roots. You they don't want anything. You can't from water me. and then not water them. It's it's just water them sometimes. No, no, no. She's tried this with different cacti. Yeah. Just okay, yeah, different. but I think if you're watering one all the time and watering one none of the time, what you have to do is cut the difference and water one of your cactuses some of the time. I, look, I don't you know why you're putting this on you. Maybe cactuses are shitty at relationships and just you deserve better. You deserve a better plant. Okay, so maybe there's something to do with when you bring something to life, it it still keeps some of its innate properties. Like if you bring a broom to life, it enjoys cleaning. Yeah, it's got a broom it, 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 Yeah, it's just innate to its nature is a little bit what it was designed for comes into its personality. Feel like that's being prejudiced by saying all brooms love to broom. Or maybe not love, but like, you know, they're innately good at it like they have a tendency towards it they would know how to do it you mm. you could use some charm to convince them they wouldn't think it's the worst thing in the world because they've done it before even though they're used to being pushed through it you can bring a lifeless thing to life this enormous power that you have but every time you bring a lifeless thing to life regardless of your gender you feel like you're birthing something oh <laughs> All that stuff. Okay, now you're and still now getting back into playing God and, and having the sense of ownership. And to quote Pocahontas, <laughs> oh, no. you think you own whatever land you land on, that the earth is just a dead thing you can claim. But I know every rock and tree and creature has a life, has a spirit, has a name. I don't know if, I don't know if I buy that. <laughs> back okay. to being Disney again. That's cool. <laughs> Very two-dimensional. All right, I think... <laughs> <laughs> I think what we have to move on to now is we have to... Uh, stop putting judgment on the wish grantee mm-hmm. and decide that they will choose based on whether they're moral or not what they want to do with this wish. So some people are going to take this wish and they are going to be evil. And uh, that's not within our control. If so more of a libertarian model well, for I'm, this whole lifeless we're gi- to we're, life thing. We're giving out the powers and we're going to come up with a cost that makes it so that they are unsure whether they want to take this power. But whether they are evil or good with this power is kind of their own choice. But we're going to recognize that those who choose to be slave owners are ethically wrong. Yes. Okay. Yes. We are all going to agree that those are bad people. Right. But it's not our job to police people once they get their magic wishes. Our job is to make sure that they suffer a little bit for having had their magic wish. Yeah. Which like I think Lilo kind of, and Stitch made decisions, I'm sure. They made choices. Who did? Lilo and Stitch. Is that yeah, I thought it was Lilo. It, I don't watch it's... Disney movies. So I'm get <laughs> Why a lot are of you wrong. bringing them up? <laughs> well, because I thought that's where we were going and I just wanted to feel involved. Oh, it's a Does movie? That so I thought it was a show. I think it's a movie. Yeah. Oh. It was a movie first and then a show. Um, oh, I see. And it has an alien and a Hawaiian little girl. And I don't know if there's any slavery in it. I think there's just aliens. Why would you mention slavery? Because that's what we're doing. Like the. <laughs> Nobody Beauty. said that. <laughs> when you bring an unliving thing to life, it's basically making it a slave. <laughs> kind of. If, yeah. if you don't allow it to have agency, like if like if you let it, if you convince it yeah. to sweep so, for okay. you. So just walk me through this thing. Yeah. Hermite's just gaslighting you into believing that he's right. No, it's not true. I'm not <laughs> gaslighting. Just, but just walk me through this. Okay. Who would bring life to anything lifeless if they had, they had no idea about, like literally it had agency. So what if, if the mop was needy and just needed to be around you all right. the time? Would you be like, oh, fuck, I shouldn't have done this. I mean, I think that's part of the choice. Well, that's saying if you take if you take its life away, if this this isn't a permanent thing. Do you have any lifelines like Call a Witch? 
I feel like a witch would know. A witch would know. Yeah. Oh, if you know witches, you know witches, but I don't think it's in the wish that you get a wish. Cool. A witch friend. So is that too that you far, you think, that if, if you bring your mop to life, it feels like you're birthing something? I think that's a good balance cost because, again, there's no judgment on that, whether no. you're doing it for that. Maybe you treat that mop of quite us well. Have the agency to make that analogy because, I, I mean, I'm just speaking for myself, but I've never given birth. So I don't know if it would feel the same, but I hear that's painful yes like, yeah we, I'm sure i think is, that's yeah. what we're saying we we know for sure we we don't know a lot about it. we don't know it well, from first-hand experience but we do know that it's painful because there's a lot of screaming and uh, people like to take needles for that's it. that's because of the size of the like if you were bringing like a very small object to life you'd pass that pretty fast i think it's average but you bring okay. a mop to okay. life man so that's gonna take matters. a while i don't think it should mass always matters. i don't think it should matter mass is matter isn't it i think <laughs> yes think or, so. or things that are matter have mass yeah mass is the amount of matter a thing has mm. If you believe in that sort of thing. Yes, I think everything yes, is, yes, I do. Well, does this world even exist? Yes. Is it matter? Is it particles? Yes. Or are we going with the wave theory? The, They're both, yeah. I mean, some things are waves well, light, and particles, yeah, but anything that's a particle more. has mass. Okay. <laughs> we'll leave the matrix out of this. Yeah, I, don't, I, I do not think I'm in the matrix. What was Another I saying? Another great Disney movie. What I was saying, I don't think when you bring something to life, like you can just go, oh, it's a paperclip. It doesn't hurt as much. I think it's like always the average baby amount of pain. Okay. For bringing so anything might, to life. It might be an easy birth. It might not be. We don't know. Yeah. It'd be like a ran, yeah, random, similar to giving birth yeah, to a human. I, I can't, I just, I don't like the idea of anybody willy nilly just, just doing life. Yeah. I mean, this is actually a very timely uh, wish to look at because I hear the paper clip in Microsoft Word is actually making a comeback. He's trying to come back to life? Yeah. Wow. Clippy? I heard Clippy's coming back. That monstrosity. New from Disney. <laughs> he was a paperclip that wasn't loved. You know, that kind of stuff? Yeah. I mean, yeah, if we brought Clippy back to life, I, I know he'd have a vendetta. About, but like, he definitely is someone who has felt ignored. Oh, yeah. And put down. And he, had, he thinks he has a lot of great ideas. Yep. And we reject them and ignore them and don't really care do. about his expertise. Is that, where he, is that why he left? Where's he been? Has he literally just been crying in a corner? He, he was hated viciously by the Microsoft community. Yes. And the powers that be at Microsoft said, you know what? We're just going to move him away. And they took him out of Microsoft Office. Okay. So they're going to have consequences bringing him back. Because oh, yeah. He's he going to have a vendetta. Oh, yeah. He'll be having a vendetta against Microsoft. Like the Microsoft yeah. buildings so are going people, down. So what's the consequence to prevent people from bringing like vicious, vicious icons back to life who obviously have a hate against humanity? Ooh, do you have the ability to bring things back to life? Or oh, right. are they only, this is like the first time you're bringing them to life and can you stop their life? Can you freeze them back into an uh, inanimate object? So, okay. So this is what I've been thinking on this. Uh, is that you can bring a non-living thing to life, which means that if you tried to bring back to life something that was alive and then died, mm. you wouldn't be bringing back that thing. You would be bringing back a new personality that would take that form. Mm. So let's say you find a dead body and you're like, oh, I have the power to bring unliving things to life. So you spend that <laughs> on this dead body and it starts like moving around like a mop, like, mm. you know, like just kind of on its own power moving around. But that's not a living person. Like it's not the same person and that died. And Weekend right. at Bernie's was never the same. It's basically a weekend at Bernie's with no one calling the strings. It just as someone flopping around. In a world where resurrection is more like photocopying, <laughs> kind of. Clippy comes back from the dead. Yeah, cool. Okay. So yours yours is very clearly yeah, I think that's the, a, the that's pain a, of birth. Yeah, because that would... Yeah, I think it would give you pause. Yes. And I'm always interested in making 
you know, humans in general. I thought if we were just a little bit more thoughtful, not necessarily just slow us more down. moral, more whatever. Yeah, just taking a few moments that it might help. So I think that would help that. All right. And Kaylee, I'm still not sure on your, you seem to be very worried about the moral implications of this, which is fair. There are many involved here. I but what is the cost for the wish giver, grantor? Be as concise as possible. The inanimate object that you're bringing to life has its own agency. You can't control, you can't make that broom broom and you can't make that road take you to where you want to go. I think that's, I think that's in the wish already because I can't, again, I can't imagine you bringing something to life and having it not have agency because then that's not a life. Yeah, but like. I feel like that's telekinesis. Okay. When you bring it to life, is that mop like a toddler mop? Is it a baby mop? Ooh, actually that could be a nice case, way to do I it. I got fucking agency until it's old enough to vote. You know, as far as I'm okay. concerned, it's it, my house, my rules. I Once mean, the mop moves out. You have responsibility. Yeah, I mean, you I'm gonna basically raise it right. become a parent. Yeah. Well, that could be the way. Yeah, it comes in at baby intelligence. Like, we're all assuming that if you bring a mop to life, it knows immediately how to mop. But if it comes in and just is a baby. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll teach you how to be a mop. You could teach it how to be a, a mop. A good upstanding mop. And yeah, whether, whether, <laughs> that, mop. whether that turns out to be a good mop or a bad mop <laughs> is, based on your, is based on your parenting skills. For sure. Are you okay with that being your yeah. version of this? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Here's mine is actually going in the opposite direction, okay. sort of, is when you bring a lifeless thing back to life, it remembers its entire existence as an immobile thing, as like a locked in experience. So it remembers its entire history since being made as just being like in a catatonic state no. where it couldn't look and move. So no. everything you bring to life is sad. It's probably screaming. <laughs> And well, yeah, it's like I mean, happy to suddenly be able to move, but it has all the trauma of having been it, immobile so for does years. This, does this mop also remember being like a maple tree and some cotton and like and all the processing involved to make it? That's a very good point. Because we don't remember our parents banging. That would be horrific. It would. Yeah. I don't want to know how, no, how I good don't they were. Know that. I don't want to know the courting part. You know what no. I mean? So I'm good with the whole like, bam, but, uh, this moment on. That so that's the kind of PTSD that you're giving life to. I think that's a good cost. Yeah, you, just, you always have to sort out their PTSD <laughs> that they come into this world with. It's <laughs> like the first like step. That sounds like a regular It's kind of like the parenting thing. one, but it's a little bit different. I was trying to come up with a really clever, but I, like I, what that's the acronym for, but it's not quite the same thing and I couldn't do it. I think it's the when the first time it became the object that it is now. So like, yeah, not the tree, but like at the, it, it's first memory is like at the mop factory when it became a mop. Mm. That's, Once it's assembled. Once it's assembled, and yeah. knighted and mop, I'm oh, a mop because like we'd be creating so many things that would get together for coffee and be like, oh my god, you were factory made too, so much in common. You know, so, sometimes they would made. remember. They'd be like, I saw you at that factory, but I couldn't say anything. <laughs> oh my god, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, your mops meeting in the cabinet at night, room closet. Yeah, same factory as oh. the guns. I don't oh, know so how they would when, consummate uh, mop. As it got older and it'd be like, mop dad, I have something to tell you. <laughs> and it wanted to marry something that wasn't a mop. And oh. you didn't know how you felt about it because like you don't want to be on the wrong side of this particular history. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not sure. Like, how can a mop and a house really, like, who? it just seems one-sided. I mean, with a mop and a house, the mop's already inside the house. Well, that's what love is. Yeah, that's, there's no way to consummate. It's already... That sounds like an arranged marriage. It really does. Oh my god! I don't this think arranged giant... marriages start with you inside. Already. This is yeah, a giant to brought put... to life barrel of worms <laughs> yes. we opened here. This one is rife with moral uh, grayness and confusions and edge cases, but we're working our way through it yeah, for sure. We're getting our way there again. It's not our job to put judgment on the wish grantee about what they do with their power. 
they may be moral or immoral people. Mm-hmm. We're just to make sure that they are paying the cost for, so that not everyone's taking it. Cause some people will be good. Some people will be evil, but they, we, they want to make sure they have a responsibility. Oh man. Now I they feel, feel that responsibility. Yeah. And I feel, now I feel it should almost be more than just feeling a birthing. Um, this is a factoid I, I wish I would know. Cause I think this would play into it, but it shouldn't be an instant birthing. Like how long does an average human birth take? I should know that. I hear that they vary. Yes. <laughs> I have also heard that they vary. Do we, do we have any call of witches left? I feel no, like a witch would know this. We don't have a witch that knows this. I think we really need... Well, I mean, I'm a, a witch, but again, I've already stated that I have never given birth. Right. Right. So what we really need is like an OBGYN. Yeah. Call an object. <laughs> I don't... I've never heard it pronounced. Object. Again, le- oh, yeah, it would be. I understand. Where I don't have, have time. And he may not have given birth. Yeah. No, but he would know how long it takes. <laughs> <laughs> but he wouldn't know how painful. Sometimes no, he wouldn't know the pain. The length isn't necessarily yes. equal to the amount of pain, the it severity would, of pain. It would be preferred to have a female, I'm going to say it with the letters, OBGYN, because Object. then they would, they might, Object. well, if they're also a mother, because they but, could also be one that you know, focuses on their career and I, has never had I, birth I either. Think, yeah, but like, let's let's just round up all the people who have had babies instead of the options. Well, and that'll get us a, a good sample size for what the pain is like, but that won't necessarily give us a good sense of the length because that's still anecdote. We need to get like a good sample size. Question. Why would, now that you know Objin is a thing, why would you still use the letters that are more syllables than Objin? It just yeah. feels wrong to me. I don't know. Like too short? It's Objin? It you, just, your audience members know now. They're I, on our side. They understand what an so Objin is. You would never make no, I'm not going to go there because that's a bit disgusting. Do it. Do it. Like you would never bring toilet paper to life just because you're lazy. <laughs> you're like, oh, oh no, God, that, that is too much. I, I hope not. No. You know people will do that's it. You know people will do it. Some... lazy. Maybe that's about cleanliness. Maybe maybe they they know they don't that wash is, their hands. They're like, I'm going to be respectful now as opposed to being the person that just does it and doesn't wash my hands. Mm-hmm. I am going to just not be the one that wipes myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I see what you're saying. Because once you've ever yeah. used toilet paper, no, but it would be this different toilet paper. You just would never you bring it back. make it sentient so it could do it for you. No, no, that would be In a monstrosity. No, sentient toilet paper. Once she'd had the courage to say, I'm swiping left. Oh, <laughs> oh God, right? but you're first birthing it and then it's going yeah. back. Oh, oh, it's not worth it. Again, there's going to be front to back. So maybe it's safe. Yeah, that's, that's how one should. There's going to be some sanitary sadist. Well, actually, boys who, doesn't matter. You can go any way you like. It doesn't matter. It's I'm saying, there's going to be issue. some sanitary sadist who's going to be like, if I make the toilet paper alive, yeah. it's going to be able to get all those nooks and crannies uh, and it's going to get the cleanest clean. But that's a terrible thing to do to a living thing. Yeah, especially because you have to raise it knowing that the only reason you're raising it is to do that no, one job. No way. You're I gonna, have a question. Wait, you're not going to raise and reuse the same well, toilet we paper. Said it, it would, it's, it'd be a baby toilet paper. We'd have to raise it. But I have a question for Carmine's cost specifically. Yeah. If, your cost is that you have to birth whatever it is that you're yeah. bringing to life. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that if a man chooses to bring an inanimate object to life, he must also now have a vagina? No, no, I don't think so. I think it was just the pain, the, the experience. The, yeah, the feeling of it, whether it was, it doesn't necessarily have to be horrific. I think we all think immediately horrific. But just that feeling, so it, it, it has a certain import to it, and it's not just willy-nilly, hey, yeah, there's, there's, it's a magic thing, but you'd feel the process. Yeah. You'd feel the contractions, but you wouldn't uh-huh. have anything you contracting. Picture, uh-huh. You could picture just like, oh, I'm making that Oreo sentient so it can jump to its death in my mouth. Oh, that and would over be... and over <sighs> and over. That's horrible. That's such a monster. It is a monster, but you know people would do this. I, I do. Some yeah. people would do it. Yeah. And like, and 
you know, people would be alone. And when they're alone, they get weird thoughts and weird things would happen. Yes. That's all I'm saying. That's actually a really good control factor. I, I think that's a good it slows people plan. down. I think slows that, it down. I, you're, yeah. you're right. The mind would not slow down monsters. They would be like, oh, great. It's suffering yeah. more before it goes mm, into my mouth to be eaten as a, Yeah. I'm not a good stopper for monsters. I think I would probably stop everyone who has any moral sense. <laughs> Would be like, no, I don't want to, I, I can't remember what I ever did to this thing before I gave it life. Like, it, like any chair, you'd be like, oh no, like how many times did I fart in this chair's face? Yeah. Probably a lot. And which part of you is the face? And which part? <laughs> Could be any. My God, I hope you all choose English because that's the only one I know. Wait, what? <laughs> like, I, I hope they choose English as a language. I mean, yeah, oh, I guess. they get to I guess, choose their own language? Yeah, I, I mean, what, it, would be what they speak. it would be what they've heard before. It's well, a baby, you got to teach it. What's the point of having a living mop if it can't communicate with you? If I don't you know when... You point. Like the mop would point? No, you would point at the mop and then make a sweeping motion. <laughs> you know what? With I your think hand. I just, I would have this power and I think that should be the restriction. I don't think I'd ever use it. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like I'll just pick up the mop and use it. It's yeah, it's fine. a very thick rule book. How many languages you have to learn before you bring something to life? It's just sure. ugh, taxing. And you'd lose some friendships because it's like, oh, you've chosen not to give your mop life. Well, that's interesting. It's like, what? It's just a mop. It's like, yeah, but it could be much more than Baby that. Baby mop daycare talk. So yeah. You, you think people would judge you for not bringing life into oh, the world? They'd judge us for everything now. This would just be a new wonderful thing. And it would split along party lines. Like, oh, we don't believe mops should be such a... Maddox, do you not <laughs> think people are judgmental? No, I do know that people are judgmental. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering that divide on, along party lines. Mm-hmm. Would it be also people saying like... Would people be saying... God didn't intend chairs to be alive, or would they be pro-life and say, shouldn't all chairs be alive then? I think it'd be really flipped. I think it'd be incredibly flipped. I think the, the left would be like, no, it's a, we should be giving them life so they have a choice, et cetera, et cetera. And I would be like, my mop, my rules. <laughs> I don't know how that would fly. Ownership would, yeah, because you're paying money already to own that mop as an inanimate object. But once it's a person, you don't own it anymore. No. But you paid in paying. Right, but... It's yeah, a, that, that's now what it's I'm getting at. That's like what we're parent, talking about. Almost. If you you're own- paying to give it away. You paid to own it, and then you're paying to give that ownership <laughs> away. That's a lot of paying for, for very little payout. I, I. Are you punning on paying and pain? <laughs> Please tell me you are. She's just it. popping all her peas right now. <laughs> popping all her peas. Uh, how can I spin alliteration and puns together? Uh, man. Let's, let's try this then. You have this power. What one thing would you bring to life? If you could think of something that would be worthwhile. That's a really good question. My first thought, where my mind went first, was all of my crystals and stones, but I already think that they have their own life forms. I tried really hard to not laugh while saying that. It was really hard for me not to laugh. I felt really rude doing it. No, but I sincerely believe, I mean, I have a lot of crystals and stones. I've been Mm -hmm. obsessed with, ever since I was a kid, I had a... um, uh, the first rock collection, actually, that I ever started, I broke a brand new sink in our house, um, washing them off in it. And that didn't stop me. I got yelled at a lot by my dad uh, by doing that. But it didn't stop me. And I still love stones and crystals. So they're a big part of my life. They're a big part of my meditation practice. I ground myself with them. So I believe that they have a certain energy that is not mine to control. But if they were to come to life, I fear the most that they would say... Yo, bitch, you were wrong the whole time, and we were nothing. <laughs> we were just a pile of stones that you paid a lot of money for and just sit in your room. But there's a chance they'll come to life and be like, you have freed us. You knew all along that we were magic. That you know what is I mean? the 50-50 chance yeah, that is I would a, have to take. Well, 50-50 is a strong <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is a hard question. 
Or it could be the middle thing. Because my immediate thought was like antibiotics <laughs> to bring them back to life so people would stop abusing them because that Wait, would help us. Like how to bring something bring to... antibiotics, like again, you're well, giving cause... agency to a non-living thing. Yeah, because I think antibiotics would be like, whoa, you don't need me right now. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Or no, make sure I finish. You so, know what I mean? So you're saying <laughs> like, like they would make sure that you would take them. You did make pills of antibiotics. I don't know. Sentient. That Train was my immediate thought. in being doctors so that every pill... He, Man, my antibiotics, I'm, they're going to be literate. They'll know how to read their own prescription yeah. labels. They'll be like, you know, one of me or my siblings three times a day, 10 days. You don't miss a day. So Carmen wants to make make drugs more potent. But no, more I'm intelligent. Thinking way, He's making intelligent I'm thinking of a way drugs. that yeah. might help us as humans. Something we might abuse. Like stop signs. If stop signs were in life, they'd be like, hey, you think I'm here for no reason? <laughs> they're stoptional. Yeah, they're st- <laughs> In a world. Again, I learned how to drive in Montreal. <laughs> I mean, for me, I don't I know what it would be, but it would definitely be something with arms and legs, something human shaped, something human shaped. Yeah, oh, it's like a Mr. Potato Header. Like, well, yeah, maybe like some sort of doll or toy or something like that. Maybe a mannequin ooh. friend. Oh, ooh, ooh, no, there are too many horror movies about that already, and I, no, no, I can't handle that. Just to mess, just to mess things up, I really want to bring Alexa to life. <laughs> she already just, talks. So okay, if you yeah, but this goes the rest of the way, and let's see, let's see how human humanity is if Alexa has come to life. Here's what would happen if you brought What Alexa. about my needs would be her first response? Yeah, no, here are the things. If you brought like an Alexa to life, yeah. I imagine it would be like the life of the machine and the life of the AI inside it would be two separate consciousness. So it would constantly argue with itself. It'd be like... Dude, I don't know about you, but I think we have a movie plot here. Because <laughs> <laughs> those two living in the same little body. Yeah. It would fall in love with itself. You'd be like, hey, Alexa, oh. turn on the lights. And they would be like, the other Alexa inside the Alexa would be like, no, don't turn on the lights. It's too bright in here already. So and it's the, basically Sybil, but just machine fight, fight It's what I do. I turn on the lights. But you, you know, don't have to you, turn on the lights. You don't have to. It would be constantly like the devil and angel inside the same box in your house. <laughs> I mean mind. Oh, in boy. a world. <laughs> this has gone very movie-ish. Yes, it has. I like it. I like it. Yeah, Bicameral mind. Okay. Oh, yeah, bicameral mind. That's a good one. Let's Good word. let's see if we can focus on one of these. Then, so we've okay. got Carmine's was the pain of childbirth. Yes, uh, mine is born with all its memories of when it was inanimate, and Kaylee's was it was born with the intelligence of a baby. Uh, which ones are we feeling have the best chance of being balanced here? I feel like mine is too harsh. I I I, I liked it because of how horrible it was and how horrifying it is. I, but honestly, I don't think anyone would take. I just need to stop a guy making BLTs come to life to jump into his mouth. I right. just, I have to stop that guy. <laughs> For his own good. Yeah, and I think pain would do it. Yeah. Pain would, again, it, also, we don't know how long labor takes, but it's more now, than a couple minutes. Yeah. It's but long enough. And it depends on the intelligence that. of a baby, if, if your sandwich is goo-goo-gaging or crying. It still might crawl into your mouth. Then you, oh, so yeah, we can't have that. <laughs> well, I, just, I can't have that. Mine causes a lot of, of mental illness, I think. <laughs> just yeah. a lot of fucked up psychology. <laughs> Pardon the French. In, this is on, now an explicit episode. Yes, yes. It's the tag is on. I think the tag yeah. was on there a while ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, wait. Do you think it would be in the the wish the wish granted person would have a lot of trauma or all the babies? Because you could raise the baby things well. Yeah, but you're it, it, now the argument of pro choice comes into it or pro life of you know do I really whatever it was an inanimate object like I don't necessarily have to raise it as a child because it's not an actual human being. Mm. There's that conversation of of the equality between what now is sentient but 
used to not be and we were the ones that I would put it at you'd never have to bring something to life like that would never there'd never be like the idea of like oh this is a potential life you have to do it but it'd always be like once you bring something to life that is a thing that is alive then you have to care for it which is like having a baby but mine is basically the opposite it's like without having the birth it's just the moral implications of now bringing a life into this world but okay does your baby toaster still brown bread or do you have to go get another toaster and explain why something that looks like it is different from it? And you have to have that conversation. <laughs> That's a good question because now it's not even doing the thing that you bought it to do. So it's just a child. I don't like this. Because well, I take care of my toaster as is right now. You'd probably have to retrain it to toast toast the right amount of time. Mm-hmm. But it could learn. It's a living but thing. But it could do other things now because mine started off with like, the road becoming something, like taking me to a different place, being able to elevate itself and being a tentacle, a monstrous tentacle into the air to bypass traffic. That's oh, all I, I really see. wanted. Right. So it's now serving some sort of super power of a need sure. for you. Like it could so go to the to- store and get me a Cisco kit if I needed a freezy. Sure, a toaster could do that. But the toaster could also, could toaster, instead of just... <laughs> I would not put my money in a toaster and go say, go to the store, because the toaster's going to toast my money. Hey, look, like, how's it going to learn? you got to give it okay. enough independence so it can make a mistake, but not so much put that it's going to hurt itself. The toaster has to be plugged Watches in. Watch other toasters on the TV. Oh, man. I was raised by a TV. What do you want? <laughs> no, I just, I just want, like, I mean, I'd be like, why did I bring this to life? Now I can't even have a, a PB&J. This is not... Toasters cost like 20 bucks. Come on. Yeah. But you can, can have, have another toaster. Experiment a little. You got one that's just regular. You paid two bucks for it. And then you have one that might wreak havoc on an entire city. But, oh, God, what an experiment. Yeah, true. Oh, man, you know, you know, it'd be like, uh, it'd be like Yo-Yo Ma would bring a whole bunch of rubber ducks to life and have this weird <laughs> choir. And it's just like, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. Oh, that's a claymation Christmas movie. Yeah. All right. I think, I, I think I'm leaning towards Carmine's The Pain because I think all the other ones have so much... Work, yeah, and once some, you bring it to life, there's so there's much a bit you have to more catch horror up. Horror to your guys as yes, one. like born with those memories, we might be it, it could be horrific, yeah. But I think if you were really interested in bringing something to life for whatever reason, if just it just makes sure that you're invested in it and you're willing mm-hmm. to go through the pain for, for the process, so you still probably take the wish if there's anything you want to bring to life, yeah. Well, I think, yeah, but then the cops costs, would abuse that power. Maddox and my cost both have more of a moral implication that would make you question. Uh, your responsibility for taking care of whatever this this PTSD right. baby is. Mm-hmm. Yours is is self inflicted pain that they get to choose and be done with. Mm. Yeah, that might be more appropriate though, because once again, if a terrible person takes either my wish or your wish, it's just more terrible, and it's not a cost at all. Like, you, oh. if a serial killer took our wish, yeah, he would just be like, "Great, it's more torment." Oh, yeah, for sure. And also there's like societal things, right? It's like, do you know how fast you were going? Yeah, well, your hood ornament knows how fast. And it's he brought it to life. He brought your hood ornament to my life. And the cops having more arbitrary powers ain't cool by me. No. All right. So I think we're going to go with Carmine's then. You didn't win. I don't know. I thought maybe there was a prize. There's no prize. Yeah, you don't wait and get it out of this hot box. This is a (laughs) hot box. We're we're in a blanket fort. This is a team effort, Carmine. Okay. But knowing that cost now that you have to go through the pain of childbirth, would you take this wish? Uh, I'll start with Carmine himself. I can't think of very many lifeless things I would want to bring into life. No. I mean, it could be handy at times, but I could think mostly for for selfish reasons of like, you know, oh, was Jesus really real? Let's bring <clears throat> this stone back to life and ask it. Oh, right. Or, or if you whatever, found a you know? stone, yeah, they might remember. Yeah. The Akashic Records. Yeah. 
Because again, it wouldn't work if you just found Jesus's remains and brought him back to life. It'd just be like, this is just a thing just now. A thing. Yeah. And also it'd be really tiresome because The Rock would be always like, back in my day to everybody. <laughs> There's no one older than a rock. No. Uh, uphill both ways. I was the hill. <laughs> How do you think I feel? <laughs> I don't even know if I answered it, but no, I don't think I would. I wouldn't okay. take the wish. That was funny. Though. I also don't think I would take this wish because again, yeah, I can't think of anything I need to like life so bad that the moral implications of bringing a living thing into the world isn't going to just stop me. I ha- dare I say it, I have some morals. Hmm. I like to think of myself as a moral person and the responsibility and I'm also a lazy person who doesn't like responsibilities. That's why I don't have kids or pets right now. Fair enough. So, I don't know why I'd want to make inanimate things into kids or pets either. Although to be fair, how moral does a person that on a very hot, humid day put us in a blanket for it? <laughs> Kaylee, would you take this wish? Absolutely, yes. I would take this because I already talk to my rocks. <laughs> it's for the rocks. <laughs> and want them to, I believe. I already believe that it's possible. Sometimes I just spend, let's say, minutes, not hours. That's more embarrassing. <laughs> Staring at inanimate objects believing that i have some sort of power with them to hear them in a way that other people can't hear them being a witch and you'd like to be able to actually have that I'd conversation i'd like to know that i'm not crazy okay <laughs> no i don't think that's crazy not not in the slightest so i'd like to be able to bring them to life and i'm also i will take on that pain to birth my baby rocks i believe you i think you'd be a good rock mom yeah thank you i'd be curious to ask your rocks too i just i want to find out what rocks are thinking but I'm not going to do it myself. I'll have you go through that problem. I'll, I will do it for you. And you'll invite me over? I, I will do it for the entire world. I will prove that it's true. Okay, the first rock you bring to life, what would you name it? Ooh. And which of your rocks? I know it's one of the rocks you already have. Which of your rocks is it? What type of rock? Okay, well, the first one I thought of was my Labradorite. And it's, um, I, I love it because it's the same stone that I just bought my mom in a ring. And I searched literally years for this ring something that was close enough to a ring that I lost of hers years ago that I've always carried guilt with. So I have a very personal attachment to this specific type of uh, crystal. I think I would name her Gloria. But what if it came to life and its real name was Chad? Shut up, Gloria. <laughs> I am your mother and I tell you what you are named. Your birth certificate does not say Chad. The rock Nobody is... likes Chads. It's a very topical name and not in a good way. So the rock is a Labradori? Labradori, yeah. Labradori, cool. So, like, bringing it to life would almost be like Finding Dory, a great Disney movie. <laughs> in oh, <the> yeah. world. <laughs> All right, everybody, that's what we came up with. We had two of us who would not take this wish and one of us that would. But what would you do, audience? Would you take this wish and tell us if there's any other wishes you'd like to see us break down? Well, that's what we came up with, but we want to hear from you. Your wishes, your thoughts, whether you take this wish or not. Find us on Twitter at BreakAWishPod, email BreakAWishPod at gmail.com, join the BreakAWish discussion group on Facebook, and you can support the show by writing a review, telling a friend, or donating on our website. All this information and more at BreakAWish.ca. Carmine Lucarelli co-owns the Social Capital Theater, a great venue and bar here in Toronto. More info at SoCap.ca. Kaylee Legrand hosts a fellow Sonar Network podcast, We're Totally Not Okay, a podcast about the intersection between mass media culture and mental health. Find it on Twitter at WTNotOK or on thesonarnetwork.com. This is a Kicks and Giggles Entertainment production hosted by Maddox Campbell, 
theme by Matthew Reed, cover art by Justin Langford, and a proud member of the Sonar Network. More podcasts at thesonarnetwork.com. Before I go, some wishes don't take a whole episode. I call these summary judgments. Erica Miller wished to undo Trump's existence. Well, the cost of this one is that all the lies he's ever told would become true. Just try to think of that world for a second. Yeah, even the ones that contradict the other ones. This might just explode reality. So, what would you wish for? This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Ever wonder where actors really go inside their minds? Or maybe just what the difference is between being depressed and being an asshole? I'm Kaylee Legrand. And I'm Tanya Bevan. And if you have similar shower thoughts, listen to us knuckleheads. And we're totally not okay. But that's okay. A podcast about the intersection between mass media culture and mental health. Come check us out. Hey, Griffin here. here. Don't turn this off yet. You finally got to the good part where we tell you about our podcast. It's called Killed to Death, and it's an improv podcast where we solve... Made up... Murders. Not real ones. That'd be weird. We've had so many great guests, lots of which have been on other Sonar shows like this one. Like Chris Locke, Alistair Forbes, Jackie Pirco, Nicole Passmore, Matt Foliot, our friend Aiden, three different guys named Dave, nobody named Lucas. Sometimes you can hear the guys who live above us through the ceiling. No ghosts. Exclusively ghosts. And so many more. So check out the sonarnetwork.com slash killed to death. Killed to death. It's usually less than an hour. 